Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Three, two, one. But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Welcome Kirk Herbstreit is on the phone. Six. Here it's eleven. Yes, this will be America. Yeah. 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 Sports oh, Podcast presented by Betfred Sportsbook. It is Wednesday, October twenty sixth. 2022 people. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. A little bit of a weird taping schedule this week. I was traveling on Monday and Tuesday. I am back on Wednesday. We'll have our normal Thursday, Friday show, but you're in for a fun episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to open chaos at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, we all know by now, three freshmen suspended, just absolute craziness in College Station. Uh, They're coming off another loss. What does this all mean? What is going on? Can it get fixed? And I'll tell you, for the first time, I'm starting to think somebody's starting to slowly build the argument to fire Jimbo Fisher with cause. So stay tuned. A lot of talk on Texas A&M to lead the show. From there, some college hoops news or notes, news and notes, not or notes, and notes. Uh, Arkansas, big exhibition win. They looked really good. We're going to discuss that. Uh, Oscar Sheboy says he'll be ready for the start of the season. And how about this? Jim Nance. Hello, friends. How about goodbye, friends? He announced it's his last Final Four this year. So a little bit sad, a little bit disappointing for those of us who love college hoops. But college hoops news and notes. And I want to say we'll wrap the show with what's a really fun interview. So speaking of college hoops, okay, this weekend there is a charity exhibition game between Gonzaga and Tennessee First of its kind, it's on pay-per-view $9.99, and the company that is running the event is Intersport. Intersport's, uh, the person who runs Intersport is a guy named Charlie Bessler, really nice guy. He joins me to preview the Tennessee-Gonzaga game. Now, for those of you who aren't Tennessee fans or Gonzaga fans, first of all, if you are, you're going to love this conversation. But two, even if you're not, I think it's a really cool conversation as we kind of talk about the evolution of college basketball. Could we be looking at more of these streamed regular season games or preseason games? Could we be looking at summer league college basketball the way that John Calipari has wanted? So really fun interview with Charlie Bessler to end the show. A&M, College Hoops News and Notes, a lot to get to here on a Wednesday midweek, late October edition of the Air Tour Sports Podcast. But with that said, let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, I do not think you need me to tell you 
where we are going to start. It is College Station, Texas, a place that the Eratora Sports Podcast has spent a lot of proverbial time at over the last couple weeks and months, and it is not good news at Texas A&M. On Monday, we did talk about the fact that Texas A&M lost again in what was a third straight loss. I think it was a third straight loss, fall to three and four overall at South Carolina in a game that Texas A&M has historically dominated. So they fall to three and four. It's completely falling apart. There's injuries. There's this, there's that. You're down to your third string quarterback. Well, on Monday, it did not get very much better because Billy Lucci, Tex-Ags, I think he's the best guy covering Texas A&M. Late Monday, he puts out a report that Texas A&M has suspended three players from that vaunted freshman 2022 greatest recruiting class in the history of high school football group. The players, five-star cornerback Denver Harris, five-star wide receiver Chris Marshall, four-star offensive lineman P.J. Williams. And here's the concerning part. They already got suspended. Two of them got suspended a few weeks ago prior to the Miami game. If you remember, there was an incident prior to the Miami game, four players suspended, two of them, Chris Marshall, Denver Harris. So now they are suspended again. Again, these guys indefinitely, what I will say, the Athletic reported it was a locker room situation. Uh, You can look up what the rumors are, but it is clear, regardless of if they did what they said they did, that there is a problem at Texas A&M, that there is a major culture issue, and boy, oh boy, it's fallen apart faster than I ever could have imagined. Listen, I'm still in the camp of, I don't think you get rid of Jimbo Fisher right now with that buyout, but it is increasingly looking worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And so let's get into it. Let's talk about it. And really, when I think about the context of this, three players suspended, two of them a second time, all of them indefinitely for rumors, I'll just say it. They were reportedly, this is all reported. I'm not claiming it as fact, reportedly smoking you know, smoking something in the locker room, which, first of all, to me, you smoke, it happens. It's not illegal in many places. That part I don't care about. But if it happens in the locker room, it is clear there is no respect for your teammates or your coaches. And so when I think about this situation, that's really where I want to start. My first thought, you know what it immediately goes to? It immediately goes to one word that we hear coaches spew about nonstop throughout the season and the preseason, and that word is culture. And it's funny, right? Because every year, SEC Media Days, somebody will put together the spliced-up clip of all 14 coaches talking about how great their culture is and culture's never been better and this and that and the other thing. But what I will tell you is, like, this is why culture is important, right? Think about the schools that have been successful at the highest levels for the longest amount of time. Alabama, obviously. Listen, they have really talented players. But the culture is right. You talk you talk to people that are around that program regularly. They tell you our hardest workers are our best players. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, in the case of this year, those are the guys that we got to worry about the least. They set the tone for the locker room. They keep everybody else in line. And that's something that I have heard for a very, very, very long time being around college sports. The best programs are not coach-led. They are player-led. I'll give you another example. I remember doing a story many years ago on the 2001 Miami Hurricanes National Championship team. Ed Reed, Andre Johnson, Vince Wilfork, Willis McGahee, uh, Frank Gore, uh, Phil Buchanan, uh, Antro Roll, Jeremy Shockey, on and on and on and on and on. And I remember 
guys telling me the same thing over and over. I interviewed basically all those guys, not all of them, but most of them. And what they told me was point blank. They said, Ed Reed handled the punishment. Like, like you didn't have to worry about the coaching staff if you did something dumb because Ed Reed was going to take care of you in the locker room and make sure that he set you straight. There had been other guys, older guys before Ed Reed that set the same tone. Damian Lewis, a big defensive tackle, Edger and James. But I bring it up because that program was player-led. Alabama is player-led. Georgia, I would assume, is player-led. Clemson, I know that they're up and down. Are they good this year? But you can't deny that culture is real. And culture matters. And I know we make fun of culture, but this is why it's important. And here's what we could say about Texas A&M, or at the very least, Jimbo Fisher. I don't know Jimbo Fisher personally. Never been anywhere other than in a press conference with him. Never spent any one-on-one time with him. But the one thing I will say about Jimbo Fisher is for years, he has publicly put winning over accountability and over culture. Listen, this isn't my opinion. Just look at facts. Guy wins a national championship in 2014. Just think about everything that happened at Florida State that year, including with his best player, Jameis Williams. Jamison, Jameis Winston. I don't know why I said uh, there's Jamison Williams and Jameis Winston. I'm always switching up their names in my head. Jameis, Jameis Winston. Okay. So think about Jameis Winston wins the Heisman trophy, comes back the next year. What does he get caught doing? And by the way, put aside that there was, you know, allegations of sexual assault that many believe were, were maybe a little bit more questionable than they were originally, whatever. But think about the year after Jameis Winston, leader of your team, Best player, Heisman Trophy winner, national championship quarterback. What does he do? He steals crab legs. He steals crab legs. That's what we're talking about right now. Oh, by the way, before the biggest game of the year against Clemson, they suspended him for a half because he did something dumb and yelled something dumb in a school cafeteria. So at the time, even at Florida State, people talked about how Jimbo Fisher, he didn't care about culture. It was all about talent. It was all about winning. Nothing else matters. Well, Culture, accountability, um, responsibility, that has to matter somewhere. And again, this is something that's plagued Jimbo Fisher for years, even as he left Florida State. Remember, his last year, they went five and six overall. Florida State fans will tell you the culture problems that he left continue to be a problem really until the last year or two where things are finally turning around. Now, I don't know if it's true or not. And what I would say to Jimbo, I've defended Jimbo Fisher his last year, his starting quarterback got hurt in week one. They had to play a true freshman the rest of the year. So regardless, it doesn't matter. We don't have to relitigate Florida State. But Jimbo Fisher is always a guy who has let stuff slide for the good of winning. Speaking of which, my second thought on this This is why evaluation and player fit is so important in recruiting. Listen, I don't know any of these kids individually, but at the same time, just think about, again, the best coaches, the best coaching staffs. What do they all do? Yes, it's about talent. No, Nick Saban wouldn't win national championships if he didn't have really good players. But what do we always hear in recruiting? What do we always hear? We hear, you know, the best coaches, John Calipari, Nick Saban, it's not just about who you recruit. It's not just about who you offer, but it's who you say no to. It's who you say, you know what, we're good. Or if somebody gets to your school and they're not doing what they're doing, they're supposed to do, you hold them accountable. I'll give you a perfect example from this season. Nick Saban, this offseason, took maybe the best player in the transfer portal that wasn't Quinn Ewers or Caleb Williams was a cornerback named Eli Ricks, transferred from LSU. 
Okay. This was a guy that was projected by Mel Kuyper and, and, and Todd McShay, at least one of them, as a first-round pick prior to this season. Eli Ricks really didn't see the field until last week when Texas, uh, when Alabama played Mississippi State. And we don't know why, but it's become pretty clear that he is not living up to the standard that Nick Saban has created. And so, one, it's about player evaluation in recruiting. I'm not going to give these guys a pass. Whatever they did, it must have been pretty dumb for Jimbo Fisher to suspend you indefinitely. Um, and so this is part of recruiting as well. When you prioritize just talent and when you get that talent to campus and don't hold them accountable, bad stuff happens. When you hold them accountable, good stuff happens. Look at Eli Ricks. Like I said, he finally got on the field because he was finally willing to buy into what Nick Saban wanted. Nick Saban in the past has let guys go when they don't. Jaleel Billingsley, we remember him from last year. Ajayi Hall, who's now at Texas, we remember him from last year. And so that is what the great coaches do. It's not just who you recruit. It's who you don't recruit, who you stay away from. Many of you are basketball fans. John Calipari, we, there's plenty of incidents. I won't name names, but everybody who's a Kentucky fan or follows recruiting knows. There are some high-profile players over the last couple of years. He's just said, no, thanks. That guy won't fit here. He's not going to buy into what we want to do. And again, it comes down to recruiting. It comes down to evaluation. And it can't just be about talent accumulation. It has to be about culture fit, this, that, and getting guys that are the right fit into the program. Finally, what I would say just about the players themselves and, and this, there is an NIL element to this as well, right? And what I would say, as I always say, I have not accused Texas A&M of anything. As I've said many times, I believe there are logical reasons why Texas A&M signed the number one class in the history of college football. One, there were more scholarships available last year because they reworked the scholarship counts because of the transfer portal. Houston area uh, was historically great. They took advantage of some coaching changes, got some guys from uh, Florida that had previously been committed to Dan Mullen or, or LSU under Ed Orgeron or Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. And so there were logical reasons why they could sign that elite class that they did. But at the same time, there are NIL rumors, right? We know what they are. And if you believe any of it or even part of it is true, and even if it isn't, you can't deny that that's probably played some role in this as well. One, if the rumors are true, it's just fact. Like, it's just fact that the oldest axiom in college sports is if you're paying for players, if you're breaking the rules, and flat-out playing recruits is breaking the rules. This is what Nick Saban was fired up about this summer, whether it's true or not. If you're paying for recruits, that's breaking rules. And if you're paying for recruits, there's a... It's just the oldest axiom in college sports. When you pay for guys, it's harder to keep them in line because inherently... They're at your place for the wrong reason. They're not at your place because they really want to be there, because it's the best place for them, because it's where they want it to be, because it's where they want to get a degree from, where they want to play. It's They're there because of money. And so when you get guys under those circumstances, it makes them harder to coach. It makes them harder to keep accountable. I would also add um, they kind of have something over your head, right? Because if somebody is getting paid, and I'm not saying it happened at Texas A&M, but all they got to do is make one phone call. Your career is over. So you can't really coach him. You can't really push him. You can't really do this. You can't really do that. So this has been a thing in college sports forever. And if it's true, it's clearly, you know, there's some guys that feel like they are above the program. But beyond that, think about the other. So there was 29 or so signees in that class, something like that, 30. Think about the other guys. 
I can tell you for a fact, I talked to somebody very close to the Texas A&M program last offseason. You want to know the biggest reason Jimbo Fisher was so fired up that Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban and everybody's making accusations? It wasn't because it's true. It's not true. They owe this money. They can't pay this money, whatever. The truth is they were frustrated because they had 65 other players already in the locker room, 65 sets of parents, not literally, but metaphorically calling and saying, is all this true? Are all these freshmen getting all this money? Because where's my money? I'm a returning player. I'm a difference maker. I rushed for this many yards. I caught this many passes. I made this many tackles. I had this many tackles for loss. So the biggest, so if it's true, it's hard to hold the players accountable. But even if it isn't true, what I can tell you is it, it, it clearly probably created some division in the locker room where maybe a kid does have a legitimate NIL deal, but he's a freshman. Why is he driving that car? Why does he have that piece of clothing? Why is he wearing that chain? Why does he have the, you know, and so to say that it plays no role in all of this at all, I'm sorry, but I think it does. And oh, by the way, this goes back to the culture thing that we were talking about a minute ago. Now, what I would finally, as we start to wrap this, What's going to be most interesting is what now happens going forward, okay? What now happens as a result of this? Because I could see this going one of two ways. On the positive side, I could see the scenario where this rallies the troops. Listen, we have all been in circumstances as people at work, in school, in this, in that, where there's one or two bad eggs, and I'm not saying these kids are, I'm just saying where there's just one or two people that are always causing trouble and then they get removed from a situation and there's just a more harmonious situation in the locker room, in the classroom, whatever, right? I mean, think about sports that you played as a kid. One kid wants too much, wants all the shots, wants this, wants that. Parent pulls them off the team. All of a sudden, the team starts playing better. I can think of a million examples in college basketball, college football, where the right guy transfers out and a team goes on a winning streak. That guy was causing problems. He was causing problems at practice. He was slowing things down. He wanted more. Teammates didn't like him. I don't know if that's the case with these three guys, but I could see the scenario where it rallies everybody else, and I do think that scenario is in play. I saw a couple Texas A&M players really really tweet out support of the program following this news, right? You know, there's people like me, everybody else, saying it's absolutely chaotic. And there's a bunch of guys in that locker room tweeting out, we support the Ags, we love the Ags, this, that, the other thing. I could also see this going the absolute opposite way as well. Because when I look at this situation, you know what this says to me? This is just another check in the box that Jimbo Fisher is not the right head coach for Texas A&M. And I have defended Jimbo Fisher. I have never once said that I think he should be fired. I've... I, I don't know. I, I, I've defended him. I, he was good two years ago. Easily could have had them in the playoffs. Probably should have had probably should have had them in the playoffs over Notre Dame. And so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But listen, you start to build a resume in a good way. You start to build a resume in a bad way. And this resume is going in the wrong direction in a hurry. And I've never been one that believed that they're going to pay the $80 million buyout. We've talked about it many times. But at the same time, Here's what I've seen enough of in college sports over the last couple of years to know. You have the the teams not performing on the field. You have off the field problems. That's when reporters start digging. That's when 
loose lips sink ships. That's when boosters start talking. Boosters start getting stuff out. Administrators start getting stuff out because they know Jimbo's not the guy and they got to get him the heck out of there. And so what ends up happening? You have leaks and you have this and you have that. And eventually something comes out that gives Texas A&M the idea that we're going to fire this guy with cause and not pay that $80 million. Listen, I'm a UConn alum. I can tell you, I saw with my own two eyes, UConn just made stuff up to try to get Kevin Ali out of there. They ended up having to pay him all his money many years later. But it happened at UConn with Kevin Ali. It's happened across college basketball. Jeremy Pruitt. What broke Jeremy Pruitt? It was great reporting by our buddy Trey Wallace, now at OutKick. Trey Wallace was on the show. He talked about it. Is he started here. He started hearing stuff. And eventually what ends up happening, you put together a story. Now, Jeremy Pruitt is out. And so you look at the Jimbo Fisher situation. I could see the scenario where Jimbo stuff starts leaking, stuff starts leaking problems. So all of a sudden those NIL rumors become NIL truths. And all of a sudden somebody has a receipt or a bank statement or this or that or the other thing. I'm not saying it happens tomorrow, but these are things that could happen Because, again, there's a building resume for Jimbo Fisher that he ain't the guy and this isn't going to work. So it'll be fascinating to see going forward. But this is one to keep your eye on. Final last little thought, by the way, I saw this uh, from somebody, is that this is proof that the NIL market will correct itself, right? If if it's true that A&M paid all these players all this money in NIL money, well, this is proof that you know, you got to be careful what you wish for, careful what you pay for, because it could backfire. That one I don't believe in. And it, I just want to end on that because I think that's absurd. The one thing I keep saying about NIL, people say, oh, the market will correct itself. No, it won't. no, it won't. Because as long, it's funny, right? I just watched the SMU 30 for 30 probably about two weeks ago. I bored on a Friday night, watched the SMU 30 for 30, okay? And in it, it ends. And I know this was a different era before NIL. But in it, at the end, Brett Musburger has a great line. He says they've been filling up these stadiums for years. They've been keeping score for years. And as long as you keep score, everybody is always going to be looking to get some sort of edge. And I'm paraphrasing here to push the line. And so if it isn't Texas A&M, it'll be somebody else. If it isn't this school, it's that school that are paying a million, whatever the number is to get those elite players. And I don't believe the market's going to correct itself at all. Now, I do believe over time you could see more money going to high-profile transfers as opposed to high-profile high school players. But when you have that five-star corner, that five-star edge rusher that can change your program, I don't think the market's going to correct itself at all. One, we haven't seen it with coaching yet, right? We're still paying 20 30 maybe $80 million in buyout money. But then two, on top of that, you know what it reminds me of? The one and done in college basketball. For years, every single couple years, there's a new coach that thinks they're going to reinvent the wheel with the one and done. John Calipari has been doing it forever, but think about all the other guys that have gotten involved. Penny Hardaway, Will Wade, uh, Juwan Howard, Coach K, Roy Williams for a few years. And what you realize is it's really hard. It's really problematic. Uh, there's a lot of baggage that comes with really talented players that are frankly been getting paid under the table. And what ends up happening is after two or three years, you have a guy like Penny Hardaway. It's like, I'm not recruiting freshmen anymore. They're too much work. It's too much drama, but it doesn't, it's not going to stop the next guy. It's not going to stop the next guy from thinking that he is the one that can get the most out of that five-star superstar. And I feel the same about NIL. So 
Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. We will see what happens. But you talk about chaos in College Station. It is chaos in College Station. All right, really quickly before we get to Charlie Bessler. And again, I really think you're going to enjoy that interview. Um, really quickly, I do, you know, it's a nice time to transition to college hoops. We have a college hoops interview at the end of the show, but before we get to that, just some news and notes, you know, we're really, really close to college basketball. First off, I should say, if you have not noticed this yet, Aaron Torres online, where I do all my writing, me and my writing team, we are doing team by team previews of all the top teams. UConn is on Wednesday, Arizona earlier this week, San Diego state, uh, Alabama last week, Auburn later this week. Next week will be the big boys, Kentucky and Arkansas and Gonzaga and UCLA and Kansas, whatever. Point being, Aaron Torres online. We're really starting to ramp things up, have a really cool college basketball announcement as well in the coming days. Before we get to that, though, let's get to some news and notes on college basketball because we are getting really, really close. First off, Arkansas, I think they're the most interesting team in college basketball. We've discussed them a ton. Only bring back two players from last year's Elite Eight team, but they signed the number two class in the country behind only Kentucky. They brought in a bunch of marquee transfers. Well, they opened their exhibition slate on Monday night, and I think there were some takeaways there. Nick Smith Jr., the guy that many believe will be the number one pick, not number one, the kid Victor Wenbanyama is going number one, but the top college player off the board next year. Um, Nick Smith was awesome, scored the first seven points. And one thing that I found interesting, it kind of actually just goes back to the AM conversation we had a minute ago. Coach Muss, Eric Musselman, said in the pregame meal, he was the one guy watching film, evaluating the other team, all that good stuff. And I bring it up because isn't that kind of the opposite of Texas AM? This kid's highly touted, highly rated. But he want, it's clear that he's taking on a leadership role. He wants to be the best. He is going above and beyond. I think that speaks to a lot of what has made him successful and what could make Arkansas successful this year. Uh, but he has seven, the first seven points of the game. Uh, Trevon Brazil, I'm just telling you, learn this name. Learn this name, 11.6 rebounds. I think he is going to be unbelievable. I think he's going to be a first-round pick this year. Also, Joseph Pinion, I thought this was very interesting. Five for six from three, 15 points, a bunch of steals. And Coach Musk raved about his defensive ability after the game. Why I believe this is important, let me explain. There's been so much talk about some of the super high-profile freshmen. Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., and Jordan Walsh are the three McDonald's All-Americans. The increasing buzz out of Arkansas is that really there's been some other guys that have stepped up in the preseason that have looked better than people thought. Joseph Pinion, Barry Dunning, two names to know there. And so it'll be so interesting to watch. Arkansas is so deep, so talented, and it will just be absolutely fascinating to see how this all evolves um, and what it all means. Because obviously, as we get into the season, Coach Muss is going to trim down that, that rotation. And it'll be just fascinating to see who actually gets reps and who doesn't. Listen, this is one thing. You play big boy college basketball. They bring in a lot of really talented players. you got to fight for your spots. John Calipari is only going to play seven, eight guys. It means somebody's not playing. John Shire's got a bunch of dudes. I can't see the scenario where he plays them all. And it's the same in Arkansas. It's what makes practices so competitive. It's what makes the team so competitive come games is because you know that if you have a day off or a night off or you don't play well, there's a chance that you might not get on the court. A couple other notes. One, good news from Kentucky. Oscar Shibwe is did tell reporters on Tuesday that he plans 
on being back for the start of the season. Oscar Shibway underwent a minor surgery, missed Kentucky's uh, Big Blue Madness event, uh, was seen, I guess, walking on crutches. Maybe I can't remember all the details now, but why it's important, just great news, right? Uh, College Hoops is less than two weeks away, and so the bottom line remains, I just think this is a great, great, great sign um, for Kentucky and just a great sign to have him back on the court. Kentucky's schedule opens a little bit easy. As you remember, this year the Champions Classic doesn't open the season, but week two you play Michigan State, you play at Gonzaga, you're going to need Oscar Shibway. Hopefully he's just 100% healthy, but most importantly, it is good that he will be back, and I'm excited to see him on the court. Last little note from College Hoops. These are just kind of some quick hitters, but Jim Nance announced that this will be his final, final, final four in 2023, this upcoming Final Four will be the last NCAA tournament that Jim Nance calls. Now, on the one hand, I'll be honest. For years, I've always kind of thought it was weird that Jim Nance parachuted into the NCAA tournament. He's doing football, that he's doing golf. Then just a week before the tournament, he gets to call the biggest games. And I always thought that's kind of unfair, you know, whether it was for a time Vern Lundquist, whether it was for a time Ian Eagle, whoever. There are guys that are calling college hoops on CBS for months and months and months, Brad Nessler prior to Jim Nance's arrival. And then he just gets to show up and call the biggest games. I never really thought that was fair, but now that he's actually going to be done, it's kind of sad. And, and, and I, and I actually, I'll tell you this in a lot of ways, I actually respect Jim Nance. And, and let me explain. It's because he could have kept doing this. I don't think anybody forced Jim Nance to give up a job, but I think he said, you know what there it's exactly what I just said. There are guys that are covering this thing year round. There are guys that are really loyal troopers that have never had that stage. And so let me give this up so that other guys have the opportunity. Because let's be honest, 18, 19, 20 weeks a year, I'm committed to football. I love golf. This is kind of my third thing that I'm still getting to do. And maybe it is best that I do give it to somebody else. And so I I give Jim Nance a ton of credit. Doesn't mean that it's not going to feel different. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be a little bit bit sad. Jim Nance has been calling uh, NCAA tournament game since 1986. Okay. That's basically as long as I've been alive longer than many of you have been alive. He's been calling the final four and title game since 91. Very interestingly, Brent Musburger, his final game at CBS. He called the UNLV 30 point win over Duke. Jim Nance took over after that. So think about that since the Duke UNLV game in 1991, Jim Nance has been calling final fours. For those of us of a certain age, Jim Nance and Billy Packer were an iconic duo. Billy Packer left probably about 10 years ago now. And Jim Nance, uh, he's just been the voice of college basketball in the NCAA tournament. So credit to him for stepping away. I will miss him. Uh, And shout out to Ian Eagle, who is going to get that job. He is going to be the voice of college hoops. As of, uh, you know, as I'm recording here, my understanding is that Bill Raftery is still planning on doing it post Jim Nance, Grant Hill as well. So fun three-man booth with Ian Eagle. Uh, Bill Raftery and Grant Hill, but also going to be sad to see Jim Nance step away. All right, so what I want to do, do want to take a quick break. And when I come back, I want to talk again about this Gonzaga, Tennessee exhibition game that's being broadcast. The company that is putting the event on, it's called Intersport. And the president of Intersport, Charlie Bessler, joins me to discuss it all. If you're Kentucky, if you're a Tennessee or Gonzaga fan, You need to pay attention. But I think even if you're a college hoops fan in general, we talk about the idea of summer practice. We talk about how this came about and we talk about, are there going to be more of these going forward? Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred app. Listen, I've been telling you about Betfred for weeks now. Love working with them and so grateful for our partnership with Betfred. You know the deal. Started in 1967 in the UK, one of the most credible and reputable sports books in the UK. Over 1,600 shops there. They have come to the US and made a major splash. Not only are they the presenting sponsor of Aaron Torres Media and all things Aaron Torres Pod and college football betting and all of the things that we are doing, but guess what? They are also the gambling sponsor of the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Colorado Rockies. And here's why I love working with them they do more for their customers and anybody. I've already told you, but we sent a few listeners to the VIP tailgate at the Denver Broncos game a few weeks ago. Uh, they have first pitch a Colorado Rockies game, the Betfred Sportsbook Suite in uh, the Betfred Suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is absolutely hopping every single time the Bengals play a home game. I can tell you this, big things planned for the Ohio launch on January 1st. Sports betting becomes legal in Ohio on that day. And oh, by the way, Super Bowl's in Arizona. Just keep an eye out for that. By the way, I should mention one of the things that I love working with them, like I said, nobody does more for their customers than Betfred. And here's the deal. Bet $50 on any game this weekend. This is what they're doing for you. This is how much they love you. Bet $50 on any game. You get 250 in free bets, courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. So any game, Ole Miss A&M, Michigan, Michigan State, whoever you want to bet on, bet 50, get 250, Courtesy of Betfred, we love working with them. Ohio State, Penn State, Kentucky, Tennessee, it doesn't matter. Bet 50, get 250, courtesy of Betfred. They are our presenting sponsors. We love working with them and cannot wait to continue that partnership. Really quickly, I also want to thank our other sponsor, Bracket Fanatics, BracketFanatics.com. Uh, Bracket Fanatics is, of course, the sponsor of our Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pick'em Challenge. Uh, Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pick'em Challenge. If you have not signed up, it is not too late. Go to BracketFanatics.com. Join Bracket. Bracket name is Torres. Do that. 
and you're automatically entered to win everything. It's free to enter. We're giving away $100 weekly winners. We already have seven winners so far. I'll name the week seven winner on Thursday's show. And beyond that, on top of that, we also have a $1,000 season-long cash prize. So go sign up today, BracketFanatics.com. Join Bracket, Bracket name Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S, and do that. Free to enter, $100 weekly winners, $1,000 season-long cash prize. And if you're already signed up, by the way, make sure to make your week eight picks. Thank you again to Bracket Fanatics. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Joining me via Zoom. Uh, very excited to, uh, to not only speak to this gentleman, but to talk about the event that is going on this Friday, October 28th. Uh, two college basketball teams ranked in the top 15, Tennessee and Gonzaga. They will play an exhibition game for charity. Uh, and the company that's putting the game on is called Intersport. I've been to a million of their events, covered them, been part of what they do. And uh, the CEO of uh, Intersport is joining me, Charlie Besser. Charlie, how are you doing today? I'm, be- I'm doing great. How are you? Nice to be with you. Well, it's it's nice to be on. And, you know, I'm really excited to talk about this because, again, I've been to your events. I know what goes into your events, but also uh, it's not often that, you know, anybody gets to be at the forefront of something. And, and this is really kind of new, at least for me as somebody who covers college basketball, who loves it, is we have a pay-per-view event. Uh, Friday night, there is a charity involved, the McClendon Foundation. But just tell us a little bit, Gonzaga, Tennessee, how does something like this come together for a company like Intersport, who, again, is helping put this event together? That's great. Thank you. Um, so it comes together. It's it's a big collab, basically, what's mm-hmm. happening. So we're on with Mark Few, and uh, we're talking about the McClendon Foundation, mm-hmm. which is a charity that is very near and dear to the hearts of college basketball coaches. John McClendon was a genius basketball coach. He's the guy, uh, one of the very first African-American head coaches. I remember Bill Russell referred to him as the greatest coach of all time. Wow, okay. I mean, this guy developed the fast break, the four corners, and the full court press. Not bad. No, that's not a bad resume. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, so, so NACTA, which is the National Association of Collegiate Athletics Directors, actually directors of athletics, um, they, they operate the John McClendon Foundation. And the foundation exists to, to provide academic scholarships post-grad for minority students that want to get into collegiate athletic administration, like become an AD. So coaches are way behind this. So they love it. Um, and they really, really support it. So we're on with, with Coach Few. 
and uh, and we're kind of brainstorming how do we do something for the McClendon Foundation, and uh, we start talking about to hold an exhibition game. Usually, exhibition games are closed to the public, um, but if they have a charitable element to it, then you can open them up like we have done. So we're thinking McClendon Foundation, and then we think Coach Barnes, who's great, and the Tennessee program is hot, and we think, man, this would be awesome to put these two together. And then because we love innovating, we thought, listen, this is, it's early season. Let's, let's test out pay-per-view. Never been done before. Let's do a test and learn and pay-per-view. Let's price it so the fans can enjoy it. It's $9.99. Make it easy. Uh, it's not a subscription thing. So you can just come on. You know, it's on all the cable operators. You can do it uh, um, online. You can do it every way you can possibly do it. But uh, that's how it came together. So we're at Intersport. Um, I'd love to take all the credit, but, you know, we're part of the driving force here. But we've been innovators in, co in college basketball for a long, long time, long time. And obviously you've been to a bunch of the stuff. Um, so we're really proud to be involved. We love the McClendon Foundation. We support it um, and have supported it for several years. And the chance to work with uh, Gonzaga and Coach Few and Coach Barnes in Tennessee. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a real fan of Danny White, the AD. At, uh, I think he's the best young AD in the country. I don't think it's close. I'll say uh, there, there's not a guy with a high, higher approval rating in college sports right now, I don't think, after the football a few days ago against Alabama. So Correct, 100%. So Dan, I'm a huge fan of Danny White. He's a, he's a rock star. And uh, so it's all come together in a beautiful way. And uh, we think it's going to be, we think it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be really interesting. And, you know, the other thing that college basketball needs is what's great is something to kind of get the season started. And, and you know, the conversation has been happening about summer league. Yep. And you've probably been reading about that. You know, how, do, how, does, how does college basketball expand itself because there's such demand for it and so much interest in it how does it expand itself to become part of the conversation all year long or early, beginning earlier in the year which is what we're going to be able to do with this exhibition game um so that's part of the incentive the ncaa was really helpful um danny gavitt rocks another fabulous human being it you generally we don't say it about the ncaa people but there are some ncaa people that are actually great Sure. Uh, Dan Wilcox is one of them. Danny Gavitt's another. There's a bunch of bunch of really great people, um, and they saw the value in this. They came in and supported it right away. Uh, and you know we're we uh, we we've been very very impressed by how how forward thinking the NCA has become. They really are. I think there's a lot of good stuff that they're doing. That's great. In spite of the negative press, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, that's that's something that I've said for a long time is I think we focus too much on the negative and I understand why in many cases, but there's also a lot of good. So that's really interesting to me. And the idea of how it came about is, it you know, I don't want to put any kind of negative connotation out there, but it sounds like it started with the charity and then we worked our way forward from there. Sometimes, you know, you coaches want to play a game and it's not coach few or coach Barnes or anybody, but they want to get in a game. What do we do? How do we make it happen? And it sounds like this one was almost the exact opposite. How do we help? How do we raise funds for this great foundation? And then we attached a basketball game to it. You got it. These are two coaches trying to figure out how to have a positive impact. And that was the incentive of it. The game, obviously coaches want to play games. 
They want to sure. get going. They want to play games against live competition as soon as they can. But being there and being at the epicenter of this one was beginning. Uh, these guys have their hearts in the right place. So does the NCAA. So does uh, um, uh, so does so does in demand. I mean, everybody's got their heart in the right place, which is great. Game October twenty eighth, uh, eight p.m. Central Time in Frisco, Texas. How did uh, Texas come about? I mean, is it just kind of an easy meeting point for both programs there? Yeah, kind of looking for a sort of quote unquote neutral site, so that but that's that's easy enough. So Dallas is easy to get to for from both places. So if fans want to come, they can. There's lots of hotels. It's a, it's a you know down in, in in Frisco, they've got they've got everything set up for these kinds of things. So it's it's real easy. Hotel availability, fans can get in and get out. Easy airplane, airports, you know, to get in at multiple airports, get in and get out of. Um, makes it easy. Uh, easy for the teams to travel, um, and no one has a real advantage, which is which is another part of it. You want to you want to try and get as neutral as you possibly can. Very cool, very cool for the Tennessee or Gonzaga fan that's tuning in. Is there anything um, unique, different? I mean, what what should the consumer that is going to pay that nine ninety nine on ppv.com, pay-per-view.com, uh, be looking for? Well, I think you know it's going to be. It'll probably be a what they're what they expect when they come to watch a college bat big time college basketball game. The coverage will be great. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think they're what they're going to get is uh, a chance to see what every fan wants to see is what do the freshmen look like? Sure. What do the transfers look like? How how are our guys have stayed with us? How are they how are they playing? How do they look? Have they gotten bigger and stronger? Are they better? Are they faster? You know, all of us crazy fans, we want to know mm -hmm. as soon as we possibly can, are the freshmen the real deal? Are, you know, who, how about the sophomores? Are they better now than they were as freshmen? You know, all of those kinds of things that all of us fans want to know about. So let me ask you, you know, you talked about the idea of, of expanding the college basketball calendar. I think something that everybody that loves this sport would be in favor of. Um, this is going to go well, obviously, um, are, are there plans in the future? I don't want to put too much too soon cart before the horse, all that stuff. But, you know, you talked about coach Cal talking about summer league college basketball. I mean, is this something that, that when it goes off, uh, you know, on, on Friday night that fans can hopefully at different schools expect more of this maybe in the future, courtesy of Intersport and all your partners. I, I, you know what, I think that, uh, if this one goes well, and I think that it will, I think you could see it become an annual and maybe there might be two or three. And I think it, uh, um, it's such a great idea. Um, it's a, it, it really is a great idea. It's a great way to generate, you know, generate, um, donations for, you know, for, for the McClendon foundation or frankly, any charity, but because the coaches are so bought into, you mentioned coach Cal, he's like really into the McClendon foundation. He's been unbelievable. But so have all of the other coaches. So I see, I see it's, I see it as a very real possibility that there is at least one, maybe two McClendon Foundation exhibitions every season. We'll see. Um, all of this stuff's got to get cleared and, and approved by, by, uh, by the NCAA. But uh, I think we're off to, uh, I think we're off to a good start. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this become uh, part of the regular mix of the college basketball season. I hope so. 
in the press release, it said something about, you know, bringing a March atmosphere to the preseason. Uh, if this were to expand, I know neutral court this time to try and, you know, it, it's not about necessarily the biggest crowd, but one, you know, putting on an event, but then two, allowing these coaches to kind of figure some things out. Uh, any chance we might in the future, maybe in Knoxville, maybe in Spokane, maybe in Lexington, maybe in Austin, Texas, something like that? Yeah, you could – There, everything is changing so rapidly that it's really, um, it's really a fun time. It's a fun time to be in college basketball. And I think that because – the college football playoffs has become so huge Yep. and college football dominates the conversation for so much of the year that it has incentivized college basketball to pick up the pace. Sure. To let's do more different stuff. Let's start thinking about ways we can do this where, where it's still, where, where, where it's a great experience for the student athlete because you got it. We don't want to run these guys into the ground. And they are students. And, uh, um, you know, so but I think there's I think it's really there's really kind of a movement going. How do we get how do we get college basketball out a little earlier and how do we make it? How do we extend extend it a little bit without without going too crazy, but build this thing because there's interest and it is a competitive marketplace. You know, the NBA already started MLB still. MLB is just in the really interesting time of the year and NFL is raging and it's uh, uh, for, for, for college basketball to be able to step up now and have something, have a marquee event. Pretty cool. Well, how about this, Charlie? I've seen high school basketball broadcast on TV. So it's not just, Oh, it's football season. So we have to watch football. And I can tell you, uh, as somebody who covers the sport, you know, the 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 way the transfer portal has worked, the way the NBA draft deadline kind of keeps program fans invested until later. I mean, it, listen, you know, 365 day a year sport. Is it that? I don't know. But I can tell you the interest in this sport from April, May, June with the transfer stuff, as you said, as player, you know, this summer, a lot of teams got to take foreign tours, which were broadcast. I don't know if you guys were particularly involved with any of those, but there were Arkansas fans and Kentucky fans and Auburn fans, et cetera, that were interested in watching their teams over the summer as well. A uh, couple of quick ones. We'll get you out of here. We know you're busy. One, he mentioned the forward thinking of Danny White. For any Tennessee fan listening, tell us a little bit about your personal experiences with him. You called him one of the bright young ADs and administrators in college sports. So the floor is yours because, like I said, I don't think Tennessee fans can get enough Danny White content at this particular moment well, right now. Take take a look at what – first of all, take a look at what he did in Central Florida. Sure. He, he killed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he absolutely killed it. I, I don't know who made the decision at Tennessee uh, to hire Danny, but uh, they should get a raise um, or at least a big pat on the back and a hug. Sure. Um, I've known Danny – and Danny comes from a family – that is one of the more unique families. And I mean, his father, Kevin White, is the goat when it comes to, he, not even close, sure. when it comes to uh, athletics directors. He uh, just retired, stepped down at Duke. Um, I think he's got 31 sitting athletic directors that come from his tree. Wow. It's out of control. And, uh, you know, so he's he's got a brother that's an athletic director. He's got a sister that's uh it's an associate AD. Uh, he's got his dad. I mean, I, it's his brother's he, a SEC basketball coach. So yeah, and, and we forgot about Mike, and we forgot about Mike, another 
rock star. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. It is a really unique family, great people, uh, really great parents, great people. Um, Tennessee is really fortunate to have have Danny. I mean, I, I whenever I'm around him, um, which is not often enough, um, I love it. I mean, the energy level is through the roof. It just the guy lights up a room, and and uh, and he's obviously good at what he does. It's one thing to do it one place, but then to come onto the SEC stage and do what he's doing. That's pretty much, I'd say, I, you know, as, as if a lawyer would say, I rest my case. I mean, the guy's proven it. Well, I'll tell you really quick, and we'll get you out of here. I, I, me- I mentioned this the other day. He's at Buffalo. He has oh. a guy named Nate Oates. So, so Nate Oates, he's, he's turned out pretty well. Um, Lance, Lance Leipold, who's now the hottest coach in college, uh, college football at Kansas. Then he goes to UCF. He hires Scott Frost, undefeated season. Uh, Josh Heupel follows. He brings Josh Heupel to Tennessee. I have already readily admitted that at the time I said, is he just bringing his football coach along for the ride with him to the SEC? Uh, yeah, I think I was wrong on that one. So, uh, you know, so, so I mean, this guy's resume in, you know, 10 or so years as an athletic director is through the roof. Uh, and I, you know, in, in, in the Tennessee athletic department with baseball and basketball and obviously football right now is humming as well. So, again, the game, Gonzaga, Tennessee, uh, 8 p.m. Central time. Uh, in demand is who's distributing it through ppv.com, which is pay-per-view, obviously. And you can also see it. I'm not totally sure how this works, so I apologize, Charlie. But uh, fans in Knoxville, Nashville, Chattanooga, and Memphis can get it on their cable providers. I don't know if you log in online and then it goes to your TV. Listen, that's for that's for all the smart people like you. But I, I know that you can get it on your TV as well as uh, you know your your cable uh, package as well as online. So. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to get it, and it's and it's going to be. I urge everybody to. Well, I don't have to urge the fans. The fans are going to want to see it anyway, just like we talked about. They want to see what the team looks like. Sure, it's going to. And, I, and my prediction is, you, we may have a little preview of the Final Four happening here. Ooh, okay. Think so, about it. I know. It's very likely. It's 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 that's not a crazy prediction. Well, listen, I've said this, and and it's no disrespect to Coach Cal, Coach Musk, Coach Oates. But, you know, we get so caught up in the new and the this and the that in the SEC. Um, You know, Tennessee was the hottest team in college basketball last year to end the regular season. And I think because they have so many returning guys that fans are familiar with and they'll get to see for the first time on Friday, October 28th, uh, I think we kind of forget about them on the national scale. Uh, Gonzaga's resume speaks for itself, all that. So Charlie Besser uh, of Intersport. Man, I, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you informing the fans of what they can expect. Uh, and we'll get you on next year to preview all, all, the, all the other ones uh, you know, that, that are coming down the road. Don't want to put too much pressure on Intersport or anybody in charge there, but it sounds like it's going to be a fun event, and, and hopefully we can do more uh, and we can cover more here in the future. Aaron, that's great. You know what we ought to do is we probably ought to get together in early March and we can tell you about all the unbelievable things that can be happening that we're doing at the Final Four. A uh, bunch of new stuff coming, so we'll save that for March. But uh, we should we should try to get together in March. I will put you first of all. You put you're the busy guy. I'm just I'm just a guy. You know I'm just a guy with a Zoom connection here. So you find some time on your calendar somewhere between last week of February, first week of March, and we'll rock and roll. I will be in Houston, maybe with the Zags, maybe with the Vols. But Charlie, I appreciate the time. Great man, thank you, Aaron. Much good luck to you. Have a wonderful weekend.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.